I'm Nora. And I'm Brooke, and you're listening to Straight Up from Gom Central. This week, we're taking you to Hyper. Hyper stands for Helping Young People Achieve, and it's basically an organisation that helps young people who are experiencing problems with housing. They help with crisis accommodation and finding a long-term housing. They have caseworkers that can also support young people who are couch surfing or sleeping rough. They also have a food drop where you can get free groceries, plus they have like free clothes. Got underwear, clothes, personal hygiene products. We've got toiletries. We've got storage in here. It it varies and it changes what we have in here, but young people can kind of come in here, help themselves with whatever they need. Um, That's great. Frozen meals. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, It's really, really helpful and it's really great for us to be able to go, go in there, go as hard as you want, like take whatever you want. We've got kind of like frozen meals and things like that. Got another pantry as well, which I'll show you. So yeah, shampoos, conditioners, toothbrush. We've got so many sanitary items. Um, It looks like servos kind of, but for free. Yeah. Like a wide range of it as well. Yeah. It goes from infant to fucking 12. So like big kids. But yeah, this is a a place that young people can just have access to themselves and take what they need without anyone censoring or monitoring it at all. Amazing. Yeah. That is dope. I'm happy as. Cool this makes me so happy. And you don't need to be a hyper client either to access this kind of stuff. They can have a shower, which I'll show you in a bit. We have fold-out beds and quilts and things like that. We always work our absolute hardest to make sure that young people aren't sleeping rough, but sometimes they're, the system fails and there are, so people can come and fold out a bed in one of those rooms and spend the day sleeping. Um, this is our Youth Street Library. So this is where we run group programs and things like that. We run house hunting programs. So that's for young people who are looking for the more share accommodation, private rental stuff. We have volunteers and staff that, um, yeah, support people to guess build their skills um, around that. Um, And this is where, yeah, I guess if we have families or anything like that that are needing support, we come through here and they can hang out, grab a book. Hang. Um, I'll show you. Firstly, Brooke, can you describe the room to me? Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a little library, bongo drums, ukulele, um, board games, three couches, a big table, and a whole kitchen and fridge area. And art, artwork everywhere. Yeah, so this is um, twice a week we get autobus deliveries as well. Yeah. So either in this room or we've got a family room out the front where all of that comes in. You don't have to be a client of ours. To, you have to be a young person, 15 to 25, but if yeah. you want to come Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays to get that, that's anyone can access that. That kind of, yeah, wraps up the side of the building that the young people access. This this side feels like hostel. Yeah. Yeah, it like does a little hostel. bit. Yeah, like kind of, yeah. I've not thought of it that way, but it does. That like kind of casual... We had a chat with Tess about Hyper and about youth homelessness generally. And unfortunately, the room we were in was next to a busy main road. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, um, I'm Tess. I work at Hyper here in the city in the youth homelessness team. Um, Yeah, in the youth homelessness gateway. How many kids in care or how many kids in general, not kids but young people, would you say that you um, influx and actually Uh, get a stable accommodation for? Young kids in care coming through here, um, 
yeah, unfortunately, we do see quite a big crossover yeah. um, between experiences of accommodation instability and histories of care. And I think that's because young people living care need to grow up way quicker yeah. than what I had to grow up yeah. and don't have the support network um, to fall back on. So um, we do unfortunately see quite quite a bit of an overlap um, in in that area. Mm. See, as a kid um, in care, like I was running away from residential homes and stuff mm. and the couch surfing, so that would be, in my head, it was just couch surfing, you know what I mean? But yeah. whereas, like, when it's yeah. comes to an agency, like, you go, I said, be homelessness. I guess how people identify in in themselves is it's really important that they get to control the title and, and if I say that you meet a criteria of homelessness, that doesn't change your identity, who you are. But I think one of the things that's a big misconception um, and really quite damaging is that homelessness is rough sleeping and because we don't see so many people we still have way too many but we don't see so many people particularly young people sleeping on the streets we don't have an issue with homelessness um, but for young people the most common experience of homelessness is couch surfing yeah. so moving from friend to friend and not really knowing where you're gonna stay next yeah. um, and that from my perspective, like I, I would probably conceptualise that as homelessness um, and we work with lots of young people in, in those kind of situations and I think that's it's a really challenging space to be in because, yes, you have a roof over your head but all of your energy and your time is invested in where am I going to be tomorrow. So what happens if you do have a placement, mm-hmm. like a foster placement, a resi placement mm-hmm. and like you, like heaps of people in care, you don't want to be there and you run away and you end up couch surfing. Yeah. Is that on you? <sighs> we are not allowed to place young people on guardianship orders. So it's a really tough one. Um, We do speak to young people often who don't want to be where they are, which is super valid and I get it and every part of me wants to help. But until young people are no longer on a guardianship order or until they turn 18, the youth homeless sector can't help. And I think one of the challenging things is if you have reached out as a 16-year-old and we've said, shit, I'm really sorry, but we can't, then when you're 18, why would you want to come back here? Why would you think that we're going to be able to do anything differently? So that's a really... We try really and really explain why we can't and that it's not that we won't ever be able to. um, But if you feel like you've been failed by us before, then it makes total sense that you'd be like, well... It's hard to trust yeah. systems, especially yeah. when you're getting here, but, like, yeah, yeah sure. as you'd have the options, you know, like, post-18, yeah. you'd be able to come back and yeah. suss it out again yeah. and build a connection, build a report with you guys, and yeah. then you'd be able to, like, scaffold us with a better yeah. outcome, I guess. Yeah, and I think so often when young people actually come in here, they meet us, they see us, we might not be able to find the option that you want straight away. So many young people come in, I yeah. just want my own house, and that's what I need. I need my own house, I need... I've got really high anxiety, I can't live with other people and that's super valid it really really is and I wish it was different but often we have to go right maybe we look at a youth 110 option where you you know have your own apartment you know you don't have to share with other people but there are other people living in the building whilst we work towards a longer term option um or you know let's let's keep you with your friends where you can stay for two weeks come in here every day get food use computers have you know meaningful interactions with us whilst we're working on what that next option is there anything that you can get kicked out of Youth 184? Is youth there 110. Like, oh, Youth 110, yeah. sorry. I think the thing about Youth 110 is um, you have your own space. You have yeah. your own kitchen, your own bathroom, your own toilet, your own little apartment. So one of the challenges if you go in there and you're lonely and you're really excited about you know 
meeting other people it can get challenging like living really in close proximity with your neighbors and stuff with a lot of people that have stuff going on you can't have guests no yeah that's a loophole it's one of the limitations of of all of the sector accommodation really is that yeah you can't have friends which is a pretty um what about partners um so if you were presenting as a partnered couple um youth 110 have um some family rooms so that would be for parents with a child or for couples that that you can get into um if you're within the 17 to 21 if you're a couple um finding emergency accommodation together is really really difficult if you're transgender finding emergency accommodation is really really difficult do you see um a kind of even gender split over young people who are homeless um, I see. We see many more young females present through these doors um, than young males, um, and vacancies for young males come up much more frequently than for females. females. Yeah. To that, I think females experience gender-based violence much um, more frequently, and so therefore are more vulnerable to housing instability. So, apart from family domestic violence, mm-hmm. what are some of the other drivers of people ending up homeless? Um, I think there's a complex kind of interplay, I guess, of things that lead to housing. Um, one of the most simplistic explanations is there's definitely a financial element to it, um, but that is one small piece of the puzzle. Um, I think, you know, an understanding, I think, in the community is just that we don't have enough money to pay rent, and it's it's just not as simple as that with the increase of people's payments um, to just a livable wage um we've seen people be able to access housing a lot more and it is that's it is a huge piece of the puzzle um in some cases um rental affordability but there is not enough access to um affordable safe housing for young people there just there just isn't um and i think young people face a lot of barriers in terms of um not having rental histories not having positive rental histories or not having any at all um and young people being perceived i guess as immature and irresponsible um they are definitely barriers um but i guess there's also like there's systemic forces that mean that people experience homelessness in that yeah a lot of people have had to live for a really long time in families that don't have the income that's able to support them or they exit exit care with not enough finances to be able to access it they access exit care with you know pretty significant experiences of trauma and of mental illness and there's not the supports available to help you to really um manage those um i guess yeah substance use that kind of stuff make it difficult to maintain what is a challenging thing at an 18 year as an 18 year old like housing yeah with substance abuse and stuff when it comes to um like finding them a place while you're uh Mm. addicted or Mm. you are uh in in the midst of using, yeah. how hard is it to be able to? Everyone's journey is so different. Yeah, so case by case for sure. Yeah, we definitely accommodate people in the groups of substance use like that. That's. Um, is there rules around it? Like you can't use in a certain house. Yeah. Or? Yeah. So if you are presenting back at one of the accommodation services, um, one of the houses mm-hmm. very clearly under the influence of substances, you're probably not going to be allowed back in yeah. for that night. I think often if you are in one of these home like share kind of environments and you're using substances, it's pretty hard to maintain because you're living in really close 
um, proximity, like close area with other people. And if you're coming down, you're probably going to be feeling pretty angry, that kind of stuff. So we do definitely see substance use impact people's accommodation. It doesn't mean that you don't get it. What it might mean is that it might not last super long. You know, substance use is one of those things that if you don't have stability and you don't have a roof over your head, then it's pretty hard to focus on addressing it. Um, And... Yeah, it's got to be something that I guess there's got to be a driver from within. It's not something we can yeah. force people to do, and we would never want to do that. But it it adds a barrier. So another thing I'm curious about is I hear from young people about the community on the street being a reason that they sometimes sleep rough. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, we all got what? each other's back when we're on yeah. the street, man. Straight yeah. up. <laughs> Which is why often when one person moves into a house... We so the 12 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of the young people I've worked with in the past have not ever experienced a sense of connection or community or like anyone has their back. And when you're in a highly stressful environment and people have your back, then that feels pretty good. Even if you're under the guardianship and you come here um, for like a respite or whatever, mm. like to get a feed and stuff, are you able just to come here, get a feed, sleep here today? Or yeah, are we, okay. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I think we can't place you, but I think we can. Yeah, can still, we can still help you out. And if we know a young person is doing it tough, we do whatever we can around like. Yeah. restrictions to support so if you need a shower yeah. have a shower if you need some food have a food if you need to use the computer use the computer yeah, um, cool. it, our limitations would just be around we can't put you into any accommodation I'm not sure how long I was actually homeless for, but I was sleeping on the streets for like weeks on end, days on end, and then like that probably turned into months. And then like if you collaborate all the time, it'd be like over a year, definitely. But mm. I always had like a fixed address because being in care, they've always got a home for you. But if you live there or not, different story. Mm. I think we'll we'll hear more from you next episode though when we talk to Josh about his experience of homelessness. Until then, Marken. See ya. Straight Up is part of the GOM Central project. You can find out about GOM Central by visiting gomcentral.elmplace.org.au or join us on our Facebook group. GOM Central is delivered by Postcare Support Services and funded by the Department for Child Protection. If you have left care or you're about to leave care and you're struggling with any issues, get in touch with Postcare Support Services on 1800 188 118. Your hosts are me, Nora Goodborn, and Brooke Oliver. This podcast was created on Ghana and Paramount Country. We wish to acknowledge the Ghana and Paramount peoples and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians. They're spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, and economic connection to the lands and seas.